What's up, friends? It is your girl, Sarah from Sarah Sounds here. I am so excited to have some postures on with me who attended um, Spoke, right? Everyone was a speaker at, or Randy was a closet console and then a speaker. Nina's supposed to be here. She's having some technical difficulties, uh, but everyone spoke or was at PoshFest. We're going to be talking about PoshFest. Uh, if you guys have questions that uh, regarding PoshFest or anything in general, um, very knowledgeable resellers that I'm going to have on today, but we're going to be focusing on PoshFest was last week, kind of what came out of PoshFest, what they learned, what was going on, any tea that they have to share, all of the details um, of PoshFest. So while we wait, we're supposed to have Nina. She was having some technical difficulties, so we'll see if she hangs on. If you guys are watching this live with us, uh, leave a comment. Let me know who is here. I see Beth is here. She is a new member. I did add memberships to my YouTube a couple weeks ago, so there's three different levels, and Randy's a member too. Um, there's three different levels and you can see it on my YouTube channel if you guys wanted to join for a little bit more support in reselling. Um, I'm going to have you guys introduce yourselves a little bit. Tell us a little bit about you, maybe what you did at PoshFest, and then you know a little bit about your reselling background. Sure, I'll go first. Um, my name is Karina, aka Per Diem Thrift. I was making a joke this whole weekend because I guess a lot of people don't know my real my first name is karina so people are just like pretty damn thrifts pretty damn thrifts i was like maybe i should just change my name and i wasn't I would, they would like apologize and be like i'm so sorry i'm like i'll answer to whatever it's my handle it's like my second name um yeah. but I, where did it come from i'm always interested in people's names i was taking an accounting class in college because i thought i wanted to be an accountant i didn't i ended up not obviously <laughs> <laughs> but I learned the term in that. So like per diem is like an allowance you can get per day or like a spending allowance. Um, but instead I, I kind of took it and I took it as like whatever style you want that day. Like I don't have a set style. So it's like, okay, if I want to be grungy one day or preppy one day or, you know, athletic one day. And then it also has transformed into like my life now. So it's like today I need to be mom. Today I need to be posher today i need to be youtuber today i need to be store owner um so just per diem taking life per diem and and doing whatever you need to do that day to reach your goals um but yeah I like at posh fest i spoke on a panel with amanda wise um ray run love on instagram and um a woman from google or from youtube i can't remember her name i think it's like kate something um but we talked about uh create or connection through content or something like that creating content through youtube there was a real big emphasis on youtube shorts which i know sarah you do a lot of um so yeah it was a lot of fun we got through maybe like 25 percent of what we were actually going to speak on so i'm hoping to make some more content sharing all the other things that we needed to talk about. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun and I'm glad I went. It was my second Posh Fest. What did you guys not get through it because it, so I've done Posh Fest virtual. I've never done it in person. Yeah. And so, the, I mean, obviously you're in person and it was live. So were people asking you questions and that's why you didn't get through it or you're just getting deeper into the conversations then? There were people shouting out questions. So like in the virtual ones, you know, like nobody can really interrupt you. You see all the comments, but nobody can interject on yeah. what you have to say. Um, and so, yeah, we just had a lot to say and, and kept answering questions, which honestly, it feels better. It feels more like we're helping them with what they need at that moment. But, um, yeah, there were a lot of more, well, a lot more things that we could have gone on talking about, like just how to create content, how to get started, things like that, kind of the basics. Um, so yeah, I, I, and it's only an hour, like you literally only get maybe 45 minutes actually they ended ours short because it was something after um so i think we got maybe 40 minutes to talk and you know you're that's sharing this with four that. people and we all have a lot to say so and that's a big topic too like it's the social media aspect of it and how to especially because you're talking youtube and, and tiktok and instagram you know there's so many different aspects and now yeah. like Poshmark technically is also social media itself and you have the YouTube or the lives that are coming and which we'll get into friends, everyone out there, we will get into the lives because I know that's probably a pretty big topic. Um, I would imagine that went down at Posh Fest. So uh, Randy, you were a closet 
consult, right? Uh, yeah. um, so people could come to you. Do they have to sign up ahead? They could come to you and you would kind of review their closet? Yeah. So the way it works is when you checked in for registration at Poshfest, you get your credentials. And then there was a separate table for two different days of closet consultants. So I'm guessing they had between 30 and 60 closet consultants booked to try to accommodate everybody that wanted their closet reviewed, but um, it was split. So if you got asked to be a closet consultant, you didn't necessarily um, have to do it both days. You were one day or the other. The first day went pretty good. So they asked some people to stay, but at that time I was getting super hangry. So I bolted out immediately after. <laughs> so How long, were you there like all day doing it? No. Okay. So here's the thing. Like, there is a lot of good to be said for Posh Fest, but there it could be so much better. And I, I'm picking up on what she's saying that it, it kind of feels like a little bit rushed or like surfacy. And we tend to want to go deeper into like business and all of that. I saw her speak. I'm glad she made it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. No, no worries. I'm glad you're not here. Can you, are you on your phone? Uh, I am on my iPad. So, oh, if you turn it sideways, it should make you like a bigger screen. Let's see. We made <laughs> sorry guys. Sorry guys. I having a lot of technical difficulties. You would think I would know how to mess with this stuff by now. I don't know. We're good. So we Randy, you're thinking right. platforms down YouTube and stream, whatever, not so much. <laughs> oh, I know. It's just, it's a struggle. So it wasn't all day. So basically my session was eleven ten to noon. And then noon to one is lunch. And they, they, Poshmark is kind of funny about it. They give you a trifold brochure and they're basically like, go over this checklist. So to me, that seems really sterile. So I'm like, hey, here's the, the printed guide that Poshmark gives you. But what exactly are, where are you at in your journey and what do you need help with with your closet? So I let them kind of cater it because anybody can read a brochure. So we did that. But yeah, they, they wanted us to stick to the brochure and they wanted us to keep them at 15 minutes. And when 15 minutes was up, they basically cut you off in the middle of it and sent them on their way. <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. Was I there know. a lot of people that signed up for it? Was it like a lot of like newer postures spent the money to go? Uh, yes and no. This, I only had time to talk to three people, which is crazy because you would think yeah. <laughs> we would be able to do more. But at a 15 minute increments and a 50 minute set, that's only three people. Right. That's why they have so many of them. But um, there was people all over in their journey. And my first girl specialized in bikinis from Australia. She was pulling over six figures. She's only been doing this a few years. And so at first I was like, you know, I am not yet a six figure seller. So why am I consulting this person? Yeah. But I said, let me look at your closet and all kinds of basics being missed. Titling, background removal. So people are just kind of all over in their journey and we can all learn from each other. Uh, the second person I had had been four months new, brand new, not making many sales, wanted to know more, didn't know how to use the share all feature and that you could just see the relief on her face once. Oh, I okay. And then um, the third person was like right in the middle, but um, very, very shy to go live on Posh shows. So had more concerns about that. So it was more about the reselling journey, not necessarily just, Poshmark. you know, Poshmark. Yes, exactly. That's interesting. And Karina, you had mentioned, like you kind of shook your head too. It did it seem like there was a lot of, it just blows my mind that you're a new seller and you're going to spend the money, like a new casual type seller. And it's a lot of money to like go it, there, take the week off. And it is a lot. It was really funny though, because somebody, I like, somebody came up to me and they recognized me and they said, hi. So I said hi, and then another person came up and they were like, I hope this isn't a dumb question, but how does everyone know each other? I was like, oh, we, like social media, we're all like, we all connect on social media, on Instagram, some of us have been here before. But I remember also in, an, in one of the classes, they asked how many people, it was their first time and like 70% of the room raised their hand. It was crazy. But I will say after attending both 2019 and both of the virtual posh fests that have happened in the past couple of years, the, the information that they're sharing, it is basic information. It is catered to the newer reseller. So that's why a lot of older resellers who I feel like were, have been going to all the posh fests, they didn't come this year because they knew they weren't going to gain anything out of it. So yes, it kind it's kind of weird that a new person would spend all that money to go to posh fest, but they're the ones who are benefiting from it the most. Um, 
I feel like because the yeah. virtual ones that I've I've only done virtual. Um, but even that, I was like, well, I don't think I learned anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I make more. Um, I I get more education talking to Team Posh, talking to other resellers during the networking sessions versus inside of a class. That's why when I do speak at these events, I try to give it as much value as I can because I want people to walk away with something and not just feel like it was a waste of their time. Yeah, agreed. And I would be interested to sort of level it up level a little bit. bit. Oh, I'm echoing. Who has me on? I'm echoing. Echo. Oh, oh we're good. Uh, <laughs> Nina, I know you were on the main stage, which is super exciting. And you've uh, spoken, spoken before. before. Who has me Who on? Has me on? Hear it? Am I hearing it? I hear the I echo too. Nina. Oh, okay. I'm like, is it just me? Who hears it? Is it? I could be possible that it's me. Um, so Nina, you were on the main stage. You have spoke before. Um, and it was in your hometown as well, which is kind of nice. If it was in Denver, I probably would have gone. I'm like, I'm not trying to fly anywhere. Um, so tell us a little bit about your session, what you spoke about. Um, if there are people joining us, do feel free to ask questions as well. Let us know who is here in the comments. Um, but Nina, tell us a little bit about your reselling journey and kind of what your session was about. Right. Um, are we good? Because every time I would hit the mic off, I would hear the echo. That was probably me putting the I mic on. Perfect. Nope. Yeah. Nope. It's only when someone else talks. Okay. 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 So we're good. Okay. So first off, I'm Nina last quarter shop and I spoke this year at Posh Fest. It's actually the second time speaking. I spoke at the one in 2020. That one was virtual. Um, and this one I spoke about um, community empowerment. And I think that was the gist of it. I can't remember the like official name. It was community empowerment though. That was kind of the thing talking about community. And, and I felt that was something that I um, I could talk about because, um, like, um, I'm sorry, what's your name for DM thrifts, Karina? Okay. Karina, um, you spoke about this being more for newer postures. Um, and they, and someone asked you, um, how did, how does everybody know each other and um and it's because of that community social media and all that um so yeah this was um i don't know what else you asked sarah sorry i'm i'm fighting a cold right now so my head's kind of clogged oh wait i'm on mute Oh, you're all good. I tried to mute because I was getting some feedback, so I didn't know if it was us. Um, no, you're good. I think we're just going to get into it. I think what a lot of people probably want to know if they did not watch PostFest is the hackathon. Uh, that's at least what I'm interested in. What new features do we have? What uh, new things are they telling us to do? What things can we learn that came out of it? And then we can get into some other things if people have questions or um, we want to talk a little bit more in depth about your guys' sessions. But that's kind of what I'm interested in is the hackathon. I tried to watch some of it on their social media, on their YouTube. Um, and the mic wasn't, it was really hard to hear. You could hear like the background noise in the room as well. Um, so I'm actually interested too, because I didn't, I know one or two things that came out of it, but if you guys want to share what came, so if you're new to Poshmark, they do every year, they do a hackathon and this is like their new features or rolling out, uh, new things. So what, what new things can we expect or new strategies, new, um, things changing, going back to previous ways? Oh, you guys, I muted everyone. Hold on. Let me unmute. I unmuted it. Oh, okay. Um, I, I was talking to Sarah about this earlier, but the thing that they were pushing the most is the posh shows, the posh live shows. There were like live demo sales. I walked in the fashion show during the, um, during the posh press party and the items that we were wearing, they were auctioning off on a posh show at the same time. Um, and they invited everyone who attended this Posh Fest and last year's Posh Fest to be part of the beta program. So in case you guys are watching this and you guys don't really know why like you can't join, it's because it, they've extended the invitation only to a limited amount of people first while they kind of iron out the kinks. And then later on, it'll be available to everyone. But they were kind of showing us like best practices, but if you guys sell on whatnot or if you've done live sales in the past, 
it's pretty much the same and Poshmark is just kind of catching up. Um, but I know I just saw somebody post that Amazon announced that they're doing live selling too. Really? Yeah. So I guess that's just the world. That's just how the world is going now. I don't. On Amazon, I don't, I'm not a live. Do you guys buy in live sales? I do. I do? Okay. Okay. So maybe it's just me. Nina? I have not bought in live shows, but I've actually been checking them out a lot more recently because I know this whole bad with live shows started with, with, um, whatnot and whatnot has already been around for a while but i was kind of like eh, i don't i don't really care for that but it looks like i'm gonna get forced into that anyways so um so i've viewed a couple just to see what it's all about and i'm like okay how can i um how can i make this a part of my business and do this so i'm kind of kind of thinking brainstorming because I know eventually this is probably going to be the new way of selling. Um, but of course you're still going to have your people who, who refuse to watch the lives because I was in the Poshmark group today on Facebook and people were complaining about it. So you're still going to have those people who want to do the traditional shopping and, and refuse to go live. But then you have those people who are more of their, uh, more of the impulse buyers who will go into a live and start bidding on stuff. So doing both, you'll have a mix of different buyers and you'll get both kind of buyers in, yeah, that, in yeah. that way. So Megan so, in the chat is asking if we know when, and Karina said she wasn't sure in the chat. Did, it, did, did they have any kind of rollout for everybody? No. And I'm wondering like scheduling wise too. Um, so I have... I'm kind of with Nina. I don't like, I don't want to do it. I'm going to tell you, I'm old. I don't want to change my ways. I have processes. I don't want to. I know that this is coming over, you know, from Asia and it's big over there and whatnot's been around and it's big and I need to like get it together. So I have signed up to get trained and do a Poshmark Live. We'll see if I like it or not. Um, but I'm curious kind of how like the back end of it is what makes me nervous. Like, if so, all the, how are they going to get all these people in to do it? And I know on whatnot they do, right? Like that's what they do. But I just, to me, it seems like a lot of scheduling for Poshmark and working the kinks out and getting people in. Um, did they have any idea on when they think it would be rolled out to everybody? Can you hear me? Yes. Oh yeah. So <clears throat> there was two different sessions on the demo for Posh live shows. And I don't know if the, the session in the ballroom qualified for this or not the ballroom, but the breakout room. I did the last one. It was in the ballroom and it doubled as your training. So there is a mandatory training they make you take. Yeah. And because it was the second session, not the first. Um, so yeah, I guess the, the smaller session in the breakout room would have qualified for it. You can then schedule your first show. Your first show has to be scheduled. Beyond that, you can do it at your leisure on your own around your schedule. You could just pop on, go live or whatever. But they well, were- You can just pop on and go live. You don't have to like schedule it out. Your first one is scheduled. Oh, because I was thinking you had to like figure out a schedule with them and like. So, so for the very first one, when since I was the second session, the entire month of October was already booked out for beta for new sellers. For so, your first show. But then once you first that, show, then you correct. can do them whenever. Yeah. Okay. So I haven't even scheduled my first show. I've been approved. I did training. I'm good to go. But they haven't opened it up and they said they'll, they'll let us know when they open up more. So um, and there is an email. I believe if you have questions about it, it was, uh, I got to double check it, but I think it was posh shows at poshmark.com, but I have to double check that before you go spamming them and emailing them. So yeah, there's a direct. Someone send an email to that and see if you get a response or if it's. <laughs> I already did because I said, hey, actually, let me confirm. You guys talk, I will look it up. Yes, let us know in the chat. And this is because um, you've done some of them, Karina, right? Have you done one? I haven't done posh shows, but I do whatnot. Okay. Well, so they're saying they want to see a best practice video. So, I mean, just a live sale best practice video is would be some great content for you. Yeah, I know. I I don't know if you guys follow Ashley Wheeler. She's here on YouTube too. She's done both, and I know because I, I roomed with her this for this Posh Fest. I'm also going to see her tomorrow because she lives like an hour and a half away from me. Um, yeah. But she is going to be putting a video up about that, and she was one of like the first people to get onto Posh shows. She's doing. She's killing it on whatnot. So. 
follow Ashley Wheeler. I'll put it in the chat if you guys want to, if you guys aren't already following her. Um, but she's going to post some stuff. I just, I don't feel like I have enough experience and I don't want to give you guys false information or anything like that. So once I have a little bit more under my belt, then I'll definitely make a video. But yeah, she's okay. a good person to follow for now. Confirmed that email. Posh shows with an S at the end at poshmark.com. Okay, posh shows at poshmark.com. Yep. Okay, I'm putting that in the chat as well. So people want to email questions there. Um, so that was the big, did anything come out of the hackathon besides posh shows? Uh, they're going to pay faster. They're what? They're going to start releasing payment faster. So like on Mercari, how you can do an instant payout and you pay $2, Poshmark's going to offer that now too. After the three-day? Well, after they accept the order. Okay, so they still, they're not rolling that faster, you getting your payment. So where it's like you can send to your bank and it takes a day or two. You can get it instantly, but you pay $2. Oh, okay. But you still have to wait the three days or for them to accept it. Yes. Okay, okay that makes sense. Um, I did hear, I don't know if this was the hackathon or not, but what I heard was they're changing back the search algorithm to what it was. That was a big thing that I, social media, yes. <laughs> that was the big thing that came out of social media. Um, so I don't know if anybody wants to talk to that, if there's anything to indulge more into since you guys were there. If you, That's what there. I was going to say. I was muted before, but I said when they made that announcement, the entire ballroom went wild. So it was a big deal. <laughs> Did it? So can someone talk to, because I think this happened, I took the summer off and I think the change in search happened like maybe in the spring, late spring. Um, and then it went into the summer. So I wasn't really paying that much attention <laughs> to know what happened. And my posh sales were actually better year over year this summer than they were last year. So it was an impact. Whatever happened wasn't really impacting me. So I'm not completely knowledgeable in what happened. Do you guys know? What so, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Nina. No, no, I was going to say, um, from what I saw and saw and heard, I think they basically changed the search results to where it, um, things with shorter, oh, listings with shorter titles were actually getting bumped up instead of, which was, I think, Poshmark used to have previously, how many characters did they have up to? I think it was only uh, 40, and then they bumped it up to 80. Yeah, it wasn't as much as eBay because you can't list it. Right. And I think that was one of the things that, that everyone noticed, that the very short title listings were getting bumped up. And it was really bad because you would have something like red dress at the top mm -hmm. of search results. And that was a consistent thing that people were complaining about. So I'm hoping that with this change, people who actually work on good titles are bumped back up to the top of search results. I feel like they were trying to cater to the general novice public with that. Mm -hmm. And when I was saying that one bikini six-figure seller, when I was looking at her titles, it was like blue triangle bikini. And I was yeah. like, how is this chick making six figures? You know? So, yeah. yeah. So last year at PoshFest, when they were doing the, the virtual one last year, they had a Google person talking about like SEO. And they literally told us to make our listings like a random person, like person who doesn't know much about fashion, a, a non-reseller was searching. And that's what main, like, you know, regular people search. They search blue triangle bikini. They're not saying like, blue linen, like, you know, like all the descriptive words that we do. Exactly. So they wanted to make it easier for the average person. Um, but I will say they the were person, the Google person was saying this. Yeah. And last I did a whole recap video. It's on my YouTube channel. Sorry to plug. Um, oh, no, have <laughs> everyone plug away. If you guys have things and on that note, everyone's social media is in my description down below. Feel free to plug away. That is part of you guys being here as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the YouTube person was explaining like she was saying use tags, use keywords, but like literally type your description the way that a regular person would would search because that's how it was going to show up on the feed. I feel like a lot of people didn't catch that. So yeah. when everyone was saying, okay, shorten mm -hmm. your shorten your titles, it's because they told us to do it. They told us to to make these lame 
titles. But anyway, they were rolling out this the new algorithm but with a test group A and a test group B. So you must have been in the group where the algorithm did not change. And that's why you didn't experience anything different. But for those of us who are in the other side of it, my sales plummeted. So it was, I'm, I'm happy to know that it's back. But because of that, I went onto other platforms. I opened my store. I did other things to kind of recoup that money that I was losing on Poshmark. And I've heard a lot of people say that. And I think I think I was talking about this in maybe a last session a couple of weeks ago on a live. The struggle that I have with Poshmark is they can't make up their mind. They want like, right. And this search thing is exactly what it is. They want to be for the casual seller. We don't want to compete with eBay. We want to make it easy. We want to be for the casual everyday seller, blah, 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 blah. And then they roll out these features and resellers hate it. Well, resellers are the ones bringing the money in. <laughs> right. And then they're like, Oh, just kidding. Which like, I don't care. I, I don't care. It's your business. Do what you want. If you want to be for the everyday seller and you want it to be red triangle bathing suit, have at it Poshmark, but they go back and forth and they can't consistently make decisions on, I mean, this is a perfect example. Um, and I think honestly, their shareholders, because now that they're public exactly. are getting a little frustrated with it. Um, you'll see their stock is continuing to go down. So it'll be interesting to continue to watch this. Um, I think in the past, since they've gone public, they are making more decisions for resellers away from their like original plan of, cause we make the money, right? Like casual sellers aren't going in and sharing their closet 12 times a day. Yeah. They don't even know that you have to share your closet, right? They put something up there and they do it. Um, so that'll be interesting. They said it was going, the search was changing this weekend, right? Did anyone notice sales change this weekend for them? I wasn't I sharing did. my closet this weekend, so I don't know. <laughs> you noticed Randy? Yeah, I've gotten, I, I'm still in Texas. Okay. <laughs> I'm still here. And I've noticed like I've had probably $300 plus sales pop through since I left oh, wow. doing nothing. So I do have mm. I do use a seller assistant. So, I mean, they're sharing for me and stuff, but yeah, it's been decent. And then I wanted to piggyback on something um, that per diem thrift said, uh, she was talking about how people missed that portion of that search that they're now going back to the original way talking about Google and talking about the people that come in from Google and speak at Poshfest or the YouTube folks. I sat in on um, the trend session and maybe this is a common known thing. I didn't know it. I know about Terapeak and eBay and I know about Sellhound and the fetch feature to look up comps. I know how to use the filter on Poshmark, the filter on eBay for solds, but I did not know about trends.google.com. So they did talk about that in that. And like I said, I've been doing this since probably 2014. Somehow along the way, I missed that. <laughs> and it's a, it's a major thing that you can use to see what searches are trending. And, you know, I, I sell what I want. And maybe that's my flaw and why I'm not hitting the money that I want to be hitting. I've got to be selling what the people want. So that will be an asset that will help me out a little more. Yeah. And I put that in the chat as well. I think there's, I think I've watched a video. It's probably an old video. Um, cause that's kind of an old hack. It's been around. They've made it better as time goes on. Um, but even like with YouTube, they tell you to like do this search, the analytics in the search, um, to find titles that people are searching. That was all new to me. And then they were talking about, if you put it in parentheses, that's like a power hack, that it's an exact search term then, as opposed to bringing up like search terms. So I don't know if I didn't know, maybe somebody else doesn't know. <laughs> I'm yes, I appreciate it. And the thrifty brought us saying, oh, yeah, I had no idea either until I watched a different recap video. Yep. It's so funny that you say that, though, because like the past two virtual ones, I've made recap videos talking about specifically the trends because I feel like that's the most valuable information. But then I did go to the trends this one this time and I was like, they're saying the same thing every single year. And I was just like, why can't they like share other information? But I'm glad to know that it's helping people. But Kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, Poshmark needs to kind of like spread out a little bit on what they're teaching and, and give different advice or I don't know, post about it more online and on their blog or on their social yeah. media to kind of help us. Because if you didn't know and you've been selling for a long time, then that 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 just proving that they're not really helping as much as they could. Totally. Yes. Well, and if they're having, if most of who's coming is their first time coming, they can yeah. say the same thing every year because they weren't here the past two years. That's right? true. Um, and not to say that it's a great business plan or helpful, um, but it makes sense. And a lot of that stuff doesn't really change. Like the trends change, obviously, right? Um, Can I vent? 
yeah yeah have at it girl can i swear <laughs> uh, i don't think can you uh, might ruin your monetization if she does yeah that's okay. Oh, okay i'm not gonna i wasn't a bad swear it was like a medium swear but anyway <laughs> that makes me angry instead of the flank me off is what i was gonna say they ask you to speak and they ask you like for me maybe the speakers are different all these closet consultants it frosts my that they do not comp your entry to the festival they ask you to speak and they don't give you a ticket they were supposed to also offer a hundred dollar stipend never saw that come through so Did that's guys, i mean if, if you're willing to indulge because karina and nina you guys were speakers as opposed to closet consults did you guys get because I've heard, that, I've they, heard that they um well I got in free I did get a ticket to the yeah I actually did get a ticket to because otherwise I wouldn't have gone I I wasn't planning on going because I'm sorry three hundred dollars is a lot of money so if I was not that you are you know. exactly exactly yeah because I've been doing this uh just like Randy, I've been doing this since 2014. So I already know everything um, or not. I don't know everything, but I feel like I'm at a point where I don't need to go to Posh Fest to hear the same things that I've heard in the past. And um, so I know I spoke in 2020 and that was at the virtual one and they paid me $75, but I didn't get that till about a week or two after Posh Fest. So I just assume that the hundred will be coming, but it's going to take them a week or two because was that's- it a posh budget or was it? Was it what? I'm sorry. Sorry. It was it a posh credit or because I got something. To, I spoke last year and I don't remember, honestly. Was it a credit or was it like straight cash? It, um, it was put in your balance in Poshmark where where you could mm -hmm. use it or you could transfer transfer it out. Of your, so it wasn't necessarily a project, but it was a project. Yeah. That's so, that they don't. That they don't. Um, the yeah. only way that it even worked for me, I wasn't going to go to Houston. Um, and I, I've talked to a lot of like veteran resellers. And if it's somewhere cool that they want to go anyways, they might spring. Like if it was Miami or Vegas or, you know, a sunny beach place that they've wanted to go to, they piggyback it and, you know, go to a session that maybe they're interested in. And then that's it. For me, the only reason it worked is because I have hotel points for my freelance job and I made it happen in the flight for free. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to see what this is about. And then you have the endorsement of Posh for your, you know, whatever you have some insider information to blog about or, you know, whatever. Um, but every time I go, I just think of how it could be so much better. And it's <laughs> my family produces trade shows. So it literally drives me insane. So, but Do you feel like it's been getting like I've only done the virtual last year. Um, that's my only comparison. I know, Karina, you've gone to a couple. Nina, do you feel like it's getting better or it's just kind of the same thing over and over? A little bit the same is my opinion. Um, so I can I'm not allowed to talk about it. Okay. But all I can say is it's better than before. I that's agree. I so they are working on it. It just takes time. Well, because I'm like, I feel like I'm in a Brady Bunch box because of people <laughs> like this one who know the truth when she speaks, she can add value, <laughs> whether she can say it or not. Yeah. So, and I think that's why it is leveling up a little, because if you're a seller and you've been on the new side, you just want more information. So now when you move to speaker, you can actually give that information, you know? Yeah. That's interesting. Oh, I do want to say something, though, that I, I brought it up because Randy mentioned it. I talked to Manish and I, I told him my issues about, hey, like, this isn't really for us. Like, this isn't for the kind of resellers that we are. He was like, I know. I know it's different this year. I'm sorry. He's like, I think we're going to try to make it in a better city next year to entice more people. And he said, maybe Vegas. Sure. <laughs> It'll I, maybe th that would I would have way more fun in Las Vegas and it's yeah. a lot closer to me. I know a lot of people would go just to go to Vegas. So okay. if you, if that sounds exciting, start saving your money now. I live there and I would love to go in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I still would struggle to go because you don't get any 
thing out of it. I mean, mine is like, it would be nice. Mine would be the networking, right? It would be, for, mm -hmm. honestly, it would be from a social media standpoint, going to Podfish, being able to make content around it, possibly speaking at it, meeting other content creators and per like that. As far as going to Podfish to learn anything, because the things that I would care about the hackathon, they put on YouTube, although mm -hmm. I couldn't hear it. So maybe like, <laughs> that would be helpful. Um, where like the eBay live, I felt like the sessions that I went to there, it was all virtual this year. Um, but there, I felt like there were things that I was like, okay, that's cool. A I little more meaty would be good or, or divide it out like newbies and rookies. And yes, I would love that. Yeah. Yes. And that's what eBay does that they have like seller led sessions and then they have like learning training sessions from eBayers and they have like beginner level intermediate and then advanced. Mm -hmm. Um, but I will even say that the eBay open, I think they did a poll and it was still like 70% of people. It was their first time. Cause I think that's part of the struggle too, as resellers We're like, we already know it all. Even if we don't know it all, <laughs> we think that we're like experts and we think that we know it all already. And we're not going to spend our time and money going and doing it. Let's see. I felt like eBay open. I got a lot of information that I didn't already know, even being on ebay since uh let me see when i signed up on ebay since 2016 yeah i've been on there since 2016 but i still felt like ebay open gave us a lot of information like your session sarah was amazing it was great and um i got a lot of information out of that plus there was another one that talked about promoted listings and, and some other things and i just wish poshmark would dive more into analytics and how to boost sales by doing so i i, I don't know i i'm with y'all on wanting sessions for beginners and sessions for you know um seasoned sellers yeah um, so Nina actually helped me on eBay. <laughs> when I first started, I used to even, I mean, I used to message you probably once a day, Nina, right? I'm like, what do I do about this? And how do I do this? And um, and if you guys did miss, I, I know this isn't about eBay, but my eBay open session is on my channel. If you guys wanted to learn, it was on tools and analytics. Uh, so if you guys wanted to watch that, you can watch that. A plug for myself. Um, so what other things kind of came out? We probably have another 15 minutes. If people have questions in the chat, feel free. Everyone's social media is linked down below. So if you're watching this in the replay, you can send them a DM. If you have a question specific for someone or always leave comments down below, I will answer if I know them, or I will make sure that you get pointed to the right person. But if you're watching live with us, feel free if there's any specific questions about Poshfest. But if you have any questions in general for resellers, I think everyone sells on multiple platforms here. Um, so you can definitely ask any questions that you guys have, but what, like anything else that we're missing, best things that came out of it, things that you learned? QR codes was one. QR codes? Yeah. The oh, for QR shipping, codes, right? That's the, yeah, the QR codes they announced. And I think some people already got this. Um, they're rolling it out slowly as, as they do with everything else. And we can now print, not print, we can now download QR codes that we can take to the post office. They'll scan, print out a label, and we can ship it out that way. And I will say that I've used it on eBay a few times just when I'm I'm going somewhere and I know I'm not going to be home and I will take stuff with me to ship. And that's always a good option for that. But on days like today, on Monday, when I've got well, 40 things to ship out. There's no way that I'm going to download a QR code for every single item that I have to ship out. Yeah. I, I, to talking on what the thrifty broad just commented, it, I don't think it's meant for us. Um, but I will say that it will help all of the non resellers, the people who are just doing this casually, hopefully get them to ship their stuff out faster because what I'm learning is a lot of people don't have printers so somebody can take the item that they just sold to the post office, use the free supplies, get the label printed, not spend any extra money and drop it off, hopefully faster. I'm, I'm assuming that that's why they did it. Um, but yeah, definitely not for us. So just to clarify, it's you don't have to print out a shipping label at all. You have the item, like you said, you can take it to, I'm just clarifying for people who are new to this. Um, 
you can take it to the post office and most post offices, ours doesn't have a lot of free supplies out because they don't, they want you to order it online. Mm -hmm. um, but if they do have the free supplies out, then you can do it there. And then you just show them the QR code and you, so you can get around shipping without a printer essentially. Yeah. Um, which is nice for the casual people or sometimes like technical difficulties, friends. Like I've had it where my Rolo like crashes and I'm like, ah, what am I going to do? Um, I think it would definitely be helpful. There's, unless we have something else to say about that, I would love to know more about what they said on Google's trial. I was going to say, I can answer that. I saw that question was kind of eyeing it up. Um, it was somebody from Poshmark and then somebody from Google that we're kind of going through not only how to use that website that Sarah dropped in the comments for Google Trends, but what was trending. And they talked about the, the life cycle of a trend and basically how Y2K is downtrending and on the on a five-year kind of high, like high that it's been on. And it's still there. So I mean, still pick up Y2K, but they're talking about this cracked me up. I graduated in the year 2000. So they're talking about 2010s are now in and coming in. And I'm like, what is 2010s? That's so weird to me. But they were talking about like ballet flats and think like Zoe Dejanel and the new girl and pleated skirts and um, like knee high boots, like right under the knee instead of over the knee. And they were showing a bunch of pictures of 2010s trends and how to look more into that using Google Trends. So I just thought that was a riot. I was cracking up the whole time. Well, and what you had mentioned that you, so you had tagged me in a couple of things and I think I saved them to one of my stories on Instagram maybe, but if not, I think Randy, did you save them yeah. on your Instagram? Yeah, they're in my camera roll, so. Okay. Okay. So Randy will, um, she has them on her social media, but she was tagging me in some of the trends as well. Um, and what's interesting is, so I used to be a hairdresser and you would see the same thing with hair. You would see all these crazy, like this, the celebrities start it, right. Or you see like these fashion shows and they have these new trends and it takes multiple years before it gets to like us. Right. Um, and then it's a couple of years with her mainstream public until you start seeing new trends again with the high fashion people. And so I think the 2010s are probably maybe starting to come in, you know, you're going to start seeing them with celebrities and in runways for us as resellers, that's going to be a couple years. Right. I think the Y2K, at least for me, I'm still seeing a lot of Y2Ks, um, sales as well. And people like from people I know personally, they're just starting to get on the band. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're just starting to get out of our skinny jeans and put on boot cut jeans again. Um, so I think there is still some time, but I think it's definitely good to keep on the forefront of what yeah, we're talking about. Coasts, the coasts tend to adopt it quicker and then it makes its way in. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm in the middle of the country. So it takes us yeah. like 10 years to like, <laughs> Um, Eblis is here. It was a great oh. for sure. Learned a bunch and had a great time. If you guys don't know Eblis, we'll do a little plug for them as well. I think Randy uses them. I um, love them. <laughs> it's like a fulfillment center here in Colorado. I've been to their fulfillment center. They do a lot of eBay stuff as well. Um, like meetups and everything, but you can, if you don't like shipping or you don't have the storage base for it, you send it to them and then they ship it for you. Um, so it's a great solution if you like the shopping and the listing, but not so much the other stuff. Or if you're like Randy and you travel, right? So it's nice. House back space. Yes. Yes. Or your house back or you don't want a storage unit or whatever it is. So if you guys are interested in that. Um, what? So we talked about best things that came out of it. Were there other? You were, Karina, you were talking about your session a little bit. Let's get into like tips that you have for people for social media, because I think as the lives become more, that's social media selling, right? Whether mm -hmm. you have a YouTube channel or Instagram, or if you're going to get on that bad wagon, you're having to figure out social media and leverage that. Um, so any good tips, whether you share them or other people on this stage um, that you have to share with people? Yeah, um, I feel like one of the biggest complaints or like issues that people have when it comes to the post shows or creating content in general, whether it's on Instagram or YouTube, is that they don't want to show their face, um, that they're, you know, shy, they're camera shy. And um, you don't, here's my thing, you don't have to. There are so many Instagram accounts that are for resellers that never show their face. They only show hauls. They show, you know, aesthetic pictures or whatever. And you can still do like voiceovers. You can do um, video content that doesn't show your face. You can even do a live sale without showing your face. Um, just put the, you know, and, and you can start off with that and kind of um, 
you know, get used to that. And then when you do feel comfortable to put yourself on there, you can. But definitely, like, and I'm sure Nina can talk about this too. Like, I spoke at the 2019 Posh Fest and I didn't really know anyone when I got there. I knew them from Instagram, but I didn't know them in person. And then now to go and it's like, I know every, like every, we have connections. I have all these relationships and it's because of social media. It's because of my YouTube channel that I've been able to kind of like get out there a little bit more. Um, so if you are a newer person in the community, hop on, connect with other people, just watch You don't even have to have a channel, just watch other people's videos and comment. And I tr trust me, it, it means a lot to us when you do comment on our stuff. Um, and we love building those relationships. You can meet more people so that whenever there is some sort of meetup, whether it's eBay or Poshmark, or, you know, you conduct something on your own, um, you'll be able to kind of just go for that. And like, I have a lot of friends who actually stayed in the house that I stayed in this past weekend who didn't buy a ticket for Posh Fest. They didn't go. They just came to Houston to go to, they bought a ticket for the Posh party. And then while we were all at the conference, they went sourcing and like did all these fun things and hung out with each other. So they still all got to see everybody that they wanted to see, but they knew they weren't going to gain anything from the festival. So um, they just did what they wanted to do and, and still made it worth their while. That's interesting. And I think too, cause like nowhere that we sell on has the analytics, you know, I'm an analytics person to tell us if our social media is actually driving sales. Um, there's no way for us to know. We can kind of start to gauge like, Hey, I did a big reel and I got more sales that day, but there's nowhere yet that shows us at least that I'm on Poshmark or eBay that shows us if there is correlation. But I think the opportunities that you can gain from it, whether it's speaking, right? Most of us have been found from social media. Even if you have a small social media, they find you on social media and what you're about and a little bit about your background and the relationships like you made. Like I said, I've never met Nina in person she was like holding my hand through eBay. <laughs> there was a handful of people that I was like, I'm going to do this. Like, how do I do shipping? How do I, and you know, and I think any, I'm trying to think if I've had a bad experience reaching out to someone and even like the big ones that have a hundred thousand followers, I have asked questions and they've gone back. It's not always timely as I would like, because they have a lot of questions, but every single person that I've asked a question for on social media about reselling has gotten back to me and given me good, has given me advice, whether I think it's good or not. <laughs> um, but everyone is so nice and it's a great way to like build that community. And as you're learning, ask the questions um, because we all have so much, to share and learn from each other, um, for sure. Uh, let's see, Deborah is saying, I took some time off, now I'm getting ready back to crank it back up. So thank you guys all for sharing. Um, I'm a little disappointed that Posh Fest, it didn't seem like there was a whole lot that came out of it, the, the lives. I think the lives is big, but they announced that before Posh Fest. I know, that's, I was like, why wouldn't you just wait until Posh Fest to announce it? But I don't know. Um, my theory is they announced it the night or the day of eBay open and eBay was announcing that they were doing their lives. Oh, so maybe so they I, were forced to kind of blow their big reveal. <laughs> that would be my guess. And I could be completely wrong, but I know I did like an eBay open live the first day of eBay open and people in the chat were talking about Poshmark lives. Um, so it worked. I mean, whether that was their intent or not, it worked because they were like trying to. But I thought the same thing. I was like, why didn't they wait a week? Like, that would be a great hackathon reveal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, what was the other thing? It's not that exciting, but now you they'll make a noise when you make a sale. Uh, your app will make a noise. It's just so funny because I feel like people were asking for that like four or five years ago. People want to hear the cha-ching. Yeah, but I so I, I met this woman who works for another company. It's called Benny and they're like an extension. I'll talk a little bit or I'm putting out a vlog tomorrow and I talk a little bit about it in there. But anyway, she's like a, a software technician or software engineer. And she was like, so confused. She's like, that would take me like two hours to code that into the app. She's like, why did it take them so many years to implement that? I'm like, girl, wrong person to ask. I have no idea. But yeah, it's just really interesting that that was their big announcement, <laughs> one of the big announcements. Yeah. And I keep my phone on vibrate. So like, <laughs> no <cha> <laughs> for you. Because <laughs> people talk about the cha-ching on eBay and I don't think I've ever heard it because my phone's on vibrate all the time. Yeah. Well, I think um, I actually took notes of some things that were interesting to me when they were talking about um, just going over, um, I guess, um, 
I even say analytics. Um, some of the things I wrote down were that, that that I was like, hmm, they were pushing copies. You know, when did um, the option to copy came out? Was it like two years ago? I want to say, well, they said that new listings sell better than copies, like two times more. Uh -oh. That was something. So it kind of struck me as that was an odd thing to say because they pushed copying listings. And they created out, a feature for it. Yeah. And, and then they came out and said that fresh listings sell two times better than the copied listings and that the reposted listings sell 30% faster than fresh listings. Now, I don't know how true that is, but what I- What makes it reposted? You, you can know, actually go in and repost something and it uses and it those as features. Oh, oh, like you can like pause something and then, and then yes. yes. That sells that better? better? That's what they said. And I, I, I got that down and I'm like, to me now, I know they they have this information and it's probably true, but I don't know how often people are reposting items. That's the thing. Like you would have to give me the numbers. Okay, how many people are actually reposting listings every day? Are they really selling better or is it that things that are being reposted are really popular or trending items? Well, and I wonder, I wonder too, if the reposting, oh, sorry, thanks, Nina. Yeah, if the reposting is, like, we think as resellers, right? Not everyone on Posh is a reseller, but people who are going to reposh is going to be someone who probably has good photos, has a good, like, it's a good listing. And so it is probably going to sell better than them going on and taking it on their carpet with their dog in the background and the, right? So, like, I can... For me, no. Is it probably going to sell better because I can take good photos? No. But if for Poshmark as a whole, I could see that. What's interesting to me is the copy feature. So there's some back end that it's supposed to be a completely new listing, though. But they're doing that's interesting to me. Um, but then you have to go in and make a whole new listing. And who's going to do that? Yeah, that that was one of the things. And then they also announced that we could now um that they're going to do saved searches that that um anything you search for you can save up to 30 searches and like and it'll like tell you if something new comes i that part i don't know i i was just assuming that say for example i was searching for gucci black belt that I could go back to that search at any time to see what new listings are up. But that's a good point. You know, I wonder if it will let me know that, hey, there's 20 new Gucci belts that have just mm -hmm. been listed. That would actually be a good, a good feature. That would be very helpful. I use that all the time on eBay when I'm shopping. Yeah. Um, for something that I want. You can save it as a search and then you get notifications and you can tell as a seller when someone had US saved as a search, when you list it and it sells like full price right away, you're like, okay, someone was like keeping an eye out for that. So that would be helpful as a seller, right? Um, if it let them know if that search was being uh, listed too. But they like announced that last Posh Fest and it's just coming out now, like a year later. <laughs> I mean, things take time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm going to say this just because someone asked it in the comments and um, Karina did answer, but I just want to make sure if other people have the question as well. They're nervous about live sales. Do you need a special camera or equipment? Um, and you don't. You just need, and this is for most things, your smartphone is probably the better camera than most things that you can buy out there. A lot of YouTubers just use their cell phones. Uh, so you can just use your smartphone. Um, I haven't done the training yet, but from talking to people, I know, well, Randy, you've done the training. Karina, I don't remember. Did you do the training yet or you're waiting? Yet. Okay. It's, it's pretty basic. And I actually did take a picture of their checklist. So um, I can post that somewhere and tag you, Sarah. So it's, it's around for all your audience to see, but I mean, it's common sense, kind of like picture stuff. Uh, if you don't have lighting, use natural light, or if you want to do, you don't really need a background remover, obviously it's alive, but there are, um, 
like blur out background features depending what you're using if, if you've got a busy background or something. So um, just lighting and speak clearly. Make sure your microphone's not muffled or covered. Um, tripods they recommend so it doesn't look like, you know, Blair Witch Project. But I did hear that um, I'm trying to remember what they were revealing about Posh. The beta is kind of finicky. For example, it's not bundling multiple orders, and that's just going to be a kink for beta. When they roll it out, hopefully that will be fixed because that's okay, one of the that's things with whatnot. That's huge, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So there was that. They were also talking about um, this is something I liked on Posh Lives versus whatnot is they're going to have the ability for you to flip the camera both ways. You can do that on whatnot. Oh, can you? I haven't figured that out. I thought it was yeah. only forward. I didn't think I could flip it back at me. <laughs> Thank you for telling me. So they they announced it. And to me, somebody that didn't know how to use it on whatnot, to me, it seemed like Posh actually like got something right on that. But nope, never mind. <laughs> but it's still, it's still helpful, right? Like if you have things. And what I like, so you had tagged me in it as well. And Randy, if you want to post things on your stories and tag me, I'll put them on my stories sure. as well. Uh -huh. It'll only be for 24 hours. So if you're watching this for 24 hours, check out my stories. Um, but I'll save it in like a story, a highlight on my Instagram as well. So if you're watching this later, you can come to my stories and see it or to Randy's. Um, there was a point to this. What was I going to say? Poshmark Lives. Oh, see, now I lost Practices, my chance. Bundling, forward-facing camera, lighting. No, it was something that you shared. And Oh, what I like about it, because what I've been worried about and not jumped on the whatnot bandwagon is it's a whole new process that I have to do. Y'all know me. If you watch my channel, I'm big on processes. I'm big on efficiencies. I'm, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to add a whole new thing. It's not just a live sale. It's a whole new back end. It's a whole new Poshmark. It has to be a listing, right? Mm -hmm. You have to make it not for sale. I haven't done the training yet, but from what Randy uh, shared, you have to have a listing and I'm like, Oh, cool. I already have Poshmark listings. Like I already have that process down. Um, and you make it not for sale and then you can just share straight from your listing. And so for me, that's very alluring because I already do all of that. I can hop on. I obviously don't have a problem talking on camera. I can hop on for an hour with things that I already have listed and it doesn't add a lot of processes to me as well as the back end of when you make a sale, I use the Poshmark sales report to, you know, look at what sells and to do my taxes and um, all of that. And so that's very alluring to me, but you did have to make a listing. It doesn't have to be like the SEO, right? Like, cause you're not doing the listing, but you do have to have it as a listing like you would for Poshmark. So they're all, they're, they're adding something where, cause I think right now everything has to be preloaded onto your store before you can start your show and then you can only sell the things that you've pre-listed on whatnot you can add something on the go like i do a lot of shows where i'm just walking around my consignment store and i'm like hey what do you guys want and somebody gives me a request and i show them and then i can make the listing right there right mm -hmm. now on poshmark shows you cannot do that um but they said that they will be rolling it out so that you can create a listing live while you're doing so say you forget something or some people do like unboxings and they don't know what's going to be in there, so they can't make a listing for it. But you can just make a listing then and there. So I know it doesn't go with your your systems, and it is a little bit of, for other people too. Yeah, yeah. For some people who who maybe don't have the time to. And I know that's a big thing about live sales too. Is there's a lot of work prior to that you have to put into a show. Um, some people don't do that, and some people just do it as they go, and you kind of just find what works for you. And it's it's okay either way. I've seen success both ways. It'll be interesting to see how this rolls out um, on all the platforms. I know whatnot has really taken off. Um, it makes me just wonder if it's like the new trend or if this is like the long-term new reselling. I'm hoping that because Poshmark started as a like more fashion forward site, that it's not going to be a race to the bottom as far as cheap starts. I mean, that always is going to get traction. But even in their example, they had higher starting auction prices. So if you're selling a pair of shoes that would retail for $100 plus new and you've got it listed at 50, maybe you start the auction at 50 or 40 or something that's not a dollar or five or 10. Yeah. So I'm hoping that maybe the fashion forwardness of Poshmark kind of carries through the auctions, but that could be wishful thinking. We'll see. I, I mean, and granted we're in beta, but the couple of people that I've talked to in beta also sell on whatnot. And they said so far they're seeing a higher average sale price on Flashmark. 
Um, but this is the beta and this is like, people are going for those new, you know, like I've never done a whatnot. I've never been to a whatnot show. <laughs> I don't, but Poshmark announced it and I was like, oh, I want to go see it. Right. Like, um, so we'll see if it's like long-term traction or just like in beta, everyone's really excited. Um, or if this is a long-term thing, but I think I'm with you. I think Poshmark, because that's kind of their thing. I think it would hopefully long-term stay that way. All right. Well, we are right at an hour unless anyone else has anything to show. Um, I have children to pick up. <laughs> uh, my alarm is about to go off in about 30 seconds. So uh, everyone's contact information is down below their Instagram. Like I said, there's lots of really helpful information on all of their social medias. Um, but if you have questions, what I tell you. Uh, if you have <laughs> questions, in my eBay open presentation, if you guys are going to watch it or haven't watched it, I was doing it at this exact time and it went off on my watch. And I'm like in the middle of presenting and I like look down at my watch and turn it off. So you guys, if you guys catch me doing that, let me know in the comments. Um, but everyone has been amazing. Lots of really great information here. I'm excited to do the Poshmark lives. So definitely follow. I know Randy's going to be doing them. Uh, Karina, Nina, I don't know if you said that you were going to hop on that bandwagon. You were kind of watching the trends. Yeah, I, um, I got the email and I didn't sign up. I kind of wish I did now, but I'm just kind of sitting back um, and seeing how this all goes, but I did sign up for whatnot Sorry. yesterday. I applied to sell on there. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> yeah. Keep us posted. Cause I'm interested too. I signed up for Poshmark lives. I have my training, I think next week. So follow all of us for content around the live selling, as well as just general reselling content. Everyone's information is down below. Thank you guys so much for joining in the chat and have a wonderful Monday. I usually do this on Wednesday and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Happy, Happy Monday. Monday. Yes, we did it.